Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, let's do another one. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to go. <laughs> I said on go. <laughs> That's why he wasn't Three. expecting it. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. I that's didn't a, hear anything, so that should be a good sign. That's probably good. Um, all right. Yeah, I, I think that sums up this podcast. Probably yeah. good. <laughs> that's good. Good enough. <laughs> Ship it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, welcome everyone back to Game Busters. We're back finally. Uh, we've had a, we've had a tumultuous few weeks, uh, mostly due to E3 and related shenanigans. Well, um, E3 that certainly wasn't. Did that E3. just happen? I didn't notice <laughs> I, anything from it. I can't believe E3 is in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so we, we had a, you know, everyone had a sort of a different than, you know, what we have historically remembered as being E3 <laughs> experience. One <laughs> way to put it. No, no, oh, that was fairly, fairly, fairly average. I expected a lot, uh, got let down, and then had a few nice surprises. That's the that's I mean, the cycle. Real peaks yeah, and valleys. It's more on the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's more on the media side. It was very abnormal to say the least. Um, the twenty um, minute Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Oh, and also that, Square Enix. Tim, you were you were there. We suffered together in yeah. that. Like it just every single time that that Guardians thing was done, it started a new one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, this is like I was like it was like I was watching like The Dark Knight, and I kept seeing the end of the movie, and then there was another movie <laughs> after it, and then Lord of, of the Rings I, started. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I I really. I bloody loved the Square Enix um, presentation. If you didn't like Guardians, you were stuffed. But um, we'd been briefed beforehand, so like we already knew that most of the show was going to be Guardians, and that definitely uh, helped. <laughs> so, that, so if you didn't know that, yeah, it must have sucked. <laughs> I want to qualify that. Like, I do think Guardians looks pretty good, and if it does get like good reviews, I'll probably jump in there pretty early. Like, I'm I'm tentatively excited about it. Um, <laughs> They just they but just screwed the pooch on making their on the actual presentation so of it. Yes, I agree. yeah, I feel like they actually could have justified a separate showcase for Guardians of how much they had. Yeah. Also, by the way, the it was very awkward because we had four people for the Square Enix one, and that was forty minutes. It was just uh, two of us for the PC for almost two hours. Oh my so god! So there was a lot of. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> Just oh, a lot of dead air. Yeah. Well, we tried to fill it as best we could, but there's just what? What are you? Well, mean? I mean, no, I meant, I meant, I meant from the PC gaming. Show. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> God, those skits were terrible. Yeah, covering the C3 was an absolute nightmare. I mean, I was from the fortunate position at the gamer where we actually some companies did brief us on what was going to be shown, like uh, like an hour or so beforehand. But like schedules would get moved around, so we'd have to redo what we'd done. Um, obviously. If, if anyone who saw the E3 app that we got given, uh, that was an occurrence. Uh, we had to make like. Did your a, fake? Did your fake me look a lot like you? No, nothing like me. I think it looked more like Error from Final Fantasy. Uh, you know, why should I be honest? <laughs> you know, I can pretend to be anyone I want on the E3 app. Yeah. Uh, my the the, peak the developers of using aren't being the- honest. Why should you? <laughs> The peak of the E3 app was I had a very brief conversation with someone from Sega, and the conversation was just like, do you know what you're doing? No. Do you know what you're doing? No. Okay, cool. Have a lovely E3. And that was it. I imagine when you're actually like on the convention floor, it's a bit different than that. Um, but there you go. Great E3. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, I think this this is a podcast about like discussing video games, I think. And so... 
Uh, what we do here is each week we, we dive into a game or a franchise, and we just want to, you know, talk about how cool it is or how influential it is and uh, go through some of the d- details of, like, development and stuff. So um, now we're just trying to chill. Um, things are getting a little less horrible and serious now, which is nice. The fire has dimmed outside the windows. Oh, um, hold on. Let me let me throw some gasoline on that to keep us warm and toasty. <laughs> Ooh. I, like, it's so weird that, like, it feels like in the span of like two or three weeks, like the entire pandemic, like lifestyle almost ended. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I have, I went to the, I went to the, and Rhea, I know the UK is like a little bit behind on, on the vaccines and stuff from us, but still doing okay. But like, we're like, I went to the grocery store yesterday and there were probably like, you know, I, I saw like a hundred different people and I saw maybe four or five people wearing masks. Like... Yeah, so over well, here, the like, shy guys have always you still been have wearing to, masks. Okay, you still so have to three like people. Then yeah, you still have to wear a mask if you have been vaccinated here. Um, I guess because they don't trust people to be honest <laughs> if they have been vaccinated <laughs> or not, um, which I think is a pretty sensible policy. So I don't mind yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I know agree. exactly what you mean. Like, so our vaccinations have been going really well. I think we're right in saying it's like the best in Europe. Um, so I know exactly what you mean by that. Like very suddenly, like all the pubs are open, all the restaurants are open. Like I went out to lunch with my mum yesterday and it was scary. We were inside and I wasn't wearing a mask and it was just really weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, so weird I'm going right now. I'm going to a bar with like humans tonight. But what I know, are you talking so about? <laughs> you didn't even do that before the pandemic. That's true. Um, <laughs> but no, um, also, like, international travel's opening up again. In a month, I can go to Ireland, and I don't have to do a test before I go. That's insane. Hey, so you're coming to, coming to visit us, right? Yeah, obviously. Now, Excellent. unironically, I want to go to America, and like, but then if America's you do come, big. So I'm not sure I'm going to see uh, everyone. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do a, a lap because we're a little spread out. <laughs> <A> <laughs> very spread out. Have, have any of you even done a lap of America? I have. Uh, I, I I I've been I've been to more states than not. I will say. <laughs> okay. That's, that's something. Um, I I have easily been to. I want to say 35, 38 states. I'd have to yeah, double count. That sounds about right. I've been around it's, the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's like Midwest is big, what, isn't it? There you yeah. Go. <laughs> neighboring states to Indiana. I've been to like Ohio and Chicago and okay. stuff like that. Illinois. Chicago is my favorite state. <laughs> yeah, I was, so. was going to say, got to yeah, clarify no. that real quick. Just a city. <laughs> Chicago just a city. is a state of mind. <laughs> Chicago is a state of mind. It might as well be. There's nothing else. I love that Alicia Keys song, <laughs> Chicago State of Mind. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so I'm going. To, uh, I'm I'm going to be Nerev on this one. It's me, and I'm the host. And I'm, I'm joined as always uh, by my lovely co-host Ree. Hey. And our, our guests uh, today are Tim. Hello. Uh, and Tim's dark shadow self. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> and uh, Josh from the internet. I guess. Howdy. And, I come. Yeah, I come from the internet. <laughs> And Indiana, Those, yeah, guess. Indiana, the uh, Indiana Turnet, yeah, a homegrown corn boy. <laughs> might, might as well not be real. <laughs> Josh, be re- Josh, be real with me. Like, how much corn have you like seen in your life, like growing up? More than I can possibly comprehend. <laughs> I, like uh, how how like Erie, in Indiana, is the rest of the state? Because that's my that's my uh, you know my high water mark for it. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. Yeah. <laughs> it's much like the show Erie Indiana, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. It's a pretty so, faithful um, adaptation. 
Uh, we're gonna we're gonna steer into just kind of going around at the, around the table here, our, our real physical table. We're in a real <laughs> studio. Don't ask any questions. And um, we're gonna talk about some of the games we're playing right now. So let's uh, start off with uh, Tim. What what you playing right now? Uh, mo- literally most recently, just before this, I was playing some Clan O'Connell because uh, I gotta get the that review out. But I've also been playing some uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, some Mighty Switch Force Ooh. Federation. Uh, I might pick up. I, I picked up the uh, the uh, Donkey Kong DLC for Mario XCOM. Oh yes. Uh, so I'm, I might. That's be getting, a very good DLC. Yeah, it was on sale, so I'm like, oh, I'll pick that up. The only thing that bothered me about that DLC is that when Donkey Kong like makes sounds, he's like, hello, <laughs> and it's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like wasn't familiar with this style of Donkey Kong voice. I guess. Mm. Like well, when I think of him like making sounds, I think of like the, uh, Ma- like maybe Mario Party, like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Well, the thing is, everybody else uh, in 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 the entire you know Donkey Kong continuity can actually talk. It's just he's he's you know very very soft spoken usually. He's a shy. He's shy. He's, he's not a shy, shy guy. Yeah. But he's a guy who's shy. Yeah. Though. <laughs> if, if it okay. wasn't for if it wasn't for messing with his banana horde, he'd just be sitting at home committing war crimes. Just Donkey Kong has done uh, some war crimes? Oh, that is a long-running Donkey Kong fandom joke that he is uh, responsible okay. for a lot of war crimes. Okay, it's <laughs> like similar how like, like Yoshi is like on yeah, the run for tax evasion. <laughs> except, except that there's the uh, Donkey Kong, I want to say Jungle Beat, where he's beating down the other Kongs, and it is brutal. I, I'm not genocidal. paying much attention to the environmental storytelling of those games. <laughs> i got to go back through them. <laughs> That part in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze where Donkey Kong took that icicle and he, like, drove it through the brain of that crocodile, <laughs> like, I, I didn't Jesus. stop to think about it too much at that time, but yeah. it was brutal. That was some Last of Us shit. Um, okay. Great. Um, uh, Josh, what are you playing right now? Uh, well, I just finished Rift Apart, like, a few days ago. Really enjoyed it. Hey. Um, Ooh, very nice. good. Very good. Um, and now I'm just kind of doubling down on a Chicory, a colorful tale that just sort of dropped out of nowhere a couple days ago. And uh, you're just... Yeah, people People have been talking about that, actually. Can you, can you uh, like, elevator pitch me on that game? Yeah, so it's, it's basically you're a cute little dog who is... Starts out like as a janitor for who the wielder is, and in this universe, the wielder is basically whoever keeps the world colorful and like touches it up. And like, I think color slowly drains from the world, so it's up to them to just like keep the order basically. And then uh, things happen, color gets sucked from the entire world, and you inadvertently become the wielder. So um, you're basically given free reign to just paint the entire world as you feel. You're not judged for it or anything like that. Um, and it's basically a top-down Zelda game without the combat, aside from a couple of boss fights and stuff. But you're, you're mostly just solving puzzles and painting, and it's really chill, and it has a lot to say about... Like things like imposter syndrome and anxiety and stuff. It's it's a lot heavier than I thought it would be, but it's mostly cozy. Um, okay. When it's not trying good. to really rip good. your heart out. Yeah. <laughs> but are you yeah. allowed up on the couch? A what? But are you allowed up on the couch? <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah, you can actually. Can there's a lot of places yourself? where you can just you can just sit down in this game and like take in the world, and it's really it's like really nice. Now here's, here's what are a, the a second important that... question: Can you pet yourself? You know what? I don't think you can. And well, you can paint yourself if that counts. Well, that, that, I there think you go. that counts. Yeah, it's okay. close enough. 
So, what are the odds that this is an unlicensed sequel to Epic Mickey? <laughs> yeah, see, like... <laughs> no, it's, it's a cozy Okami. <laughs> it's also, the soundtrack is done by uh, Lena, Lena Rain, who did the uh, Celeste oh, soundtrack. Oh, Celeste, yeah. yes. She's, it she's is, one of my favorite Yeah, it, as predictable, it's amazing. Like, she does a really good job. The music is very dynamic, and uh, it's also very cute and just makes you feel comfy. Okay, that's, that's going on my list. Yeah. Like, I don't have enough... <laughs> like fucking like myriad of indie games that appeared at e3 yeah out of that one the fact that that one just dropped out of nowhere i remember before when they were like first developing it i think it was a crowdfunded game too it was just called draw dog and i was like oh that looks cute i'll, I'll put that on my radar and then i like that title i like titles that tell you right on the box what you're gonna get <laughs> yeah. inside it just it's like jump busy man. people <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, nice. Yeah, um, that's about uh, it. Re, re, yeah, read what you're doing right now. Um, well, I've been slowly plodding along with Mass Effect. I'm now on uh, Mass Effect 2, the remastered collection. Um, so that's, yeah, it's, it's Mass Effect 2. It's bloody amazing. Not really a lot to say about that. Um, but I've mostly been playing Baldur's Gate, actually, the first one. Um, I've like, been slowly playing it since about September last year. And I sort of just... I always do like really like quite old RPGs is that it takes me quite a while to get into them and then I hit the point where I'm obsessed and it's all I can do um, and that's the point I reached a few days ago so I've just been absolutely no lifing it um, I'm actually getting towards the end now um, I would really 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 recommend it actually to anyone uh, with mods <laughs> to um, make the companions talk more because that's what Bioware games are all about yes. but nice. other than that yeah, honestly, phenomenal RPG. Bioware possibly at its best um, in terms of like charm and and world building and everything, and, um, and stealing D and D. And stealing, oh, yeah, it's yeah. D and D. It's literally just D and D under the hood and out course, over the hood. Yeah. But so is Knights of the Old Republic is literally just you know Star Wars D twenty. In yeah, exactly. Format. And I was like, this has definitely helped me get into D and D because I I love playing it with friends and everything. Um, but I do struggle a bit with the whole. I don't know. I've always been like nervous writing a character and like role playing as that character in front of people. Um, I'll I'll come to like the session super prepared and then like just sort of freeze up. Um, well, but the my trick is to obs- realize that everybody else there is a giant nerd. Exactly yeah. that, and like, I'm lucky that my boyfriend's done like ten playthroughs of Baldur's Gate and has all these characters that he's got extensive backstories for. So we'll just like talk about our characters together, and that's like really helping me. So I'm like really looking forward to my next session now. I, I meanwhile nice. like come up with a character idea, and I I largely wing it. Like I I, I look yeah, I look at a 100%. class, and I'm like, okay, I've got a stupid idea. Let's see where this takes me. <laughs> yeah, like I I. To be honest, like my my current in my in my D and D game where I'm a player, my current character is McCree from Overwatch. So, <laughs> I I mean, no, like, I respect that. I respect yeah. bringing that to the session because I, I, I got got charisma. <laughs> I got six friends that might think otherwise. <laughs> yeah, me. Um, um, I've I created. I looked at the uh, the astral self monk in Tasha's, and I'm like, oh look, I can play a JoJo. I'm gonna play a JoJo. I'm gonna make her yeah, Russian. Exactly. <laughs> Oh wait, Dude, this this is I... in Feyrune? Okay, I'm gonna make her Feyrune Russian. Feyrushin. Feyrus. She's yeah. from Feyrus. <laughs> um, the this is actually a great segue for me because I ha- started 
two weeks ago or so a, a campaign for the first time in Divinity Original Sin 2 with some of my friends who I also play D&D with. So the four of us are playing through a Divinity campaign uh, right now, which is also, it's D&D again. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it like, is. Yeah, but it's it's been extremely fun. My character in this game is Bowser. <laughs> I have... <laughs> <laughs> I have cre- I've created a lizard a lizard man um, who exclusively deals in fire and explosions, um, and basically my strategy has been to just run into the middle and kind of just explode a lot of fire around everybody. And I'm working on getting that fire skin um, perk so that I can like get health from being on fire <laughs> and just kind of become a fire fire creature. So it's it's been fun. Dry bones Bowser. I actually thought about being Dry Bones Bowser because there is a skeletal lizard character you can be. I know. <laughs> yep. I love how dynamic uh, that game is. It's insane. Yeah, it is. It is. It is super fun. Um, it does have a few like things here and there that I'm like, okay, like in in if we were actually playing D and D, like this wouldn't like happen this way, <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing. Which I mean, video games are never gonna get there. That's fine. It's whatever. But like, it, it's still a very fun game. Highly recommend. Um. Other thing I'm playing right now is, of course, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Mm. I'm about halfway through. It is phenomenal. Um, it makes every other video game that has ever been made look like a pile of, of dookie on, <laughs> in the garbage can. So, um. Sorry, did, I just need to do a quick aside. Did you see that Twitter post that went viral? So, like complaining that the... What was it? There's no dynamic vegetation. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. Give the foliage. Give the foliage. B-tier studio. I'm like, I just, like changed planets within a second <laughs> yeah like the dude uh, josh I, was, I just like last night got to the part with like where you're on the rail and you're fighting the the fixer that boss fight yeah like, do you remember that yeah that was that, so good that was i cannot believe a video game could render things that beautifully and that quickly and so many things at I, once and like it all makes sense like it all is yeah. comprehensible i kept dying it's because so i was cool. like looking at everything like looking Whoa. yeah i just kept like looking at the environment and dying <laughs> Yes, but do the leaves move when you bump into them? <laughs> Zero out of ten. Broken game. Shit game. Yeah. <laughs> unplayable, in fact. Un- literally yeah. unplayable. Um, anyway, this is a, definitely a strong contender for, for Game of the yeah, Year this year. Excellent. But it's, it's extremely fun. The only issue I have with it is that it has crashed to desktop basically like several times. I had a couple too, sucks, yeah. Yeah, like... It's extreme. The thing is, like, it is. It, I will also qualify it as never once stuttered, never once dropped a frame yeah. below sixty. Um, and it's doing ray tracing and sixty FPS. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. that jeez. <laughs> it's able to do that. Um, anyway, um, I've 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 talked enough uh, about about our good friend Ratchet. Um, also, and Rivet not enough is about our good goat. friend Clank. Clank doesn't get a lot of lo- see. Like, I gotta say, in this game, like. I have no emotional attachment to Ratchet and Clank. The only one I've played before is the 2016 one. Um, this, like, to me, this game is called Rivet and Clank, and Ratchet is there sometimes, and like, I don't care much about him. Yeah, Rivet really does like. Rivet really steals the show. Great. Like, she and Clank are such a great team. Um, so I, I hope we get to see more of her in future games. Yeah. I mean, no um, offense, but Clank pairs very well with anybody. Yeah, Clank is just that's great. probably true. He is <laughs> He's a, a very good charismatic He's little cool. bot. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's let's get into the hearty business of talking about video games. So this week, uh, we are talking about the Metroid franchise, uh, obviously spurred on by uh, the renewal of a once-thought-lost franchise. Um, Metroid is coming back with Metroid Dread, which is the uh, chronologically the, I saw in an interview, the last Metroid game um, in the timeline. 
So um, they have been very firm about the fact that Metroid Dread is going to be the end of the Metroid chronology and that future games will take place either as spin-offs or in uh, different t- parts of this timeline. But in-, in the same way that Breath of the Wild is the end of the Zelda timeline, you know. Yeah, for yeah. about five minutes until, until they decide they to make a Metroid Dread 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. So I have to. I'm gonna go ahead and put out my my cards on the table here and hat in hand. <laughs> As um, it, um, our extensive knowledge of this. Okay, so um, I'll go first. I have my experience with the Metroid franchise has been I have played about two hours of Metroid Prime Three, and then I got really tired of the Wii Remote, and then I didn't play more of it. Um, and then the other day I played about half an hour of Metroid Zero Mission at the request of Josh and I'm so sorry no it's okay I I liked it until about about half an hour in and then I I died and I had not found a save point and so I was like started the game over that's so depressing how did you not find one they they shove them at you repeatedly i i'm i'm shocked honestly i just didn't though like i found a lot of those statues where they give you the like they curl up in there but like i didn't find any like save points so i just was like all right well i guess i did it bad they follow (laughs) you to that repeatedly it's kind of amazing i'm not that mad at the game i'm i'm sure i was i also was like 1 30 a.m and i was like oh yeah tired brain we're in the right state of mind (laughs) yep um, okay, so I don't know a lot about Metroid or what it. There's a big brain slug in it. Uh, Reed, what do you bet? What about you? Um, okay, I think you might know more than me. So. Oh, you know I, about the brain slug? Uh, yeah. I, there's the big brain thing that like hooks onto your head and does something. Um, I know this through Smash Brothers, which is yes. where all of my Metroid knowledge comes from. Um, so I played Melee, loved that. Played Brawl, loved that. And always like really fancied Zero Suit Summers. As well and, as you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obvi- like, yeah, like little eight-year-old me. It really confused me, but I love her. Um, anyway, then, because like I got on the GameCube bandwagon like right at the very end, so I missed out on any Metroid games there, and then I got a Wii, and I was all about the Wii games, and then I was like, okay, I really like the look of this Samus lady. Um, oh, what's the latest Metroid game? What's this? Metroid Other M? Okay, let's, let's see what this is all about. And I played a little bit of it, and then it crashed, and it didn't work ever again. Um, from what I've heard from fans, that's probably not the worst thing in the world to happen. Yes, yeah, it was sending a warning when it did that. Yeah, <laughs> that was God. That was God <laughs> intervening. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, you like, were being saved the from the plot, plot of other and M. the plot looks the, te- the plot looks terrible. The baby, like she's just the plot is terrible. The gameplay is great in other M, but the plot. They, I don't know why Sakamoto couldn't decide if he wanted to remake Fusion or make a new game, and so he did both. Yeah, <laughs> I like Team Ninja normally, but good lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's go. Oh, I blame everything wrong with that game on Sakamoto because Team Ninja <laughs> said, "But we could do this instead." And Sakamoto says, "No, this." Okay. So, uh, Tim and and Josh are both. Uh, I think 
longtime fans of the Metroid series. A very um, long. I mm-hmm. yes, and it and again, Metroid's have actually having its 35th anniversary this year, so a long running series. Yes, long par- uh, yeah. big big part of Nintendo history. I can so, say that I think I've been playing this game, this series since before. Or let's see, when were you you born, uh, everybody? 1989. Okay, not before you were born. Oh, uh, in '93. Before you were born. Yeah. I was a bit late you, to the you're, series. You're like, dude. what, nine? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 99. Oh, my God. I was a baby when I yeah. admit that. I, I've been playing this series for longer than most of you, the, the, my other co-hosts have been alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was also a bit late to the franchise. I think my first one was uh, Zero Mission, and then I went back oh. and played Prime, and then went back and Let's played see. Super Metroid and all that, but... Definitely. Re, I think actually, if you were if you were born in '99, then I think I actually have been playing like uh, Pokemon at the very least since before you were born. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, sorry, you, you cut out like right at the end there. What was that? You know what? It's probably better you didn't hear, so I won't scar you. Um, okay. So what we're gonna do is just kind of jump in. So could you guys give me like a very like again elevator pitch sort of of like what is what is Metroid about at its at its core? You are alone on a planet or a space station. There's horrible monsters that you have to stop. It will probably blow up at the end. Okay. And they really like the movie Alien. They do. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about Alien. Don't worry. (laughs) Um... So yeah, let, we'll we'll start at the beginning here. So the first, uh, so just a, a, a quick oh, a series overview. Um, the first Metroid was developed by Nintendo uh, for the NES in 1986, just called Metroid, um, and it did uh, mark Samus as one of the very the earliest female video game protagonists. Um, I don't believe she is the very first one, but she is among the first. Yeah, she, um, she is not the first. Um, there are several earlier ones, but she's the longest lasting from way back then. I think. Sure. And and I mean I don't know if I'm alone in in seeing in uh, just you know in my head canon I think the ball from Pong is also female I'm not 100 percent sure but um, that might have been the first one so this was followed by uh, Metroid 2 Return of the Samus Return, <laughs> Return of Samus in 1991 uh, that was for the Game Boy and then uh, Super Metroid which is a which is the big boy in 1994 um, from Intelligent Systems so. Um, I think that's that's probably going to be a lot of the discussion here today about Super Metroid because I know that the majority, not the ma- I would say more more often than not, when I talk to longtime fans of the series, they cite Super Metroid as their favorite. Um, well, it is spectacular to the point where it's still defining the subgenre spawned from it in Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. decades later. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Metroidvanias as like a genre a little bit yeah. too. Um, and then uh, following that was Metroid Prime in uh, 2002. That was the first 3D game and developed by Retro Studios. Um, and they made two more games in that trilogy. And uh, the Metroid Prime trilogy is considered by a lot of critics to be one of the best game trilogies of all time. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely... I am I am planning to go back to those. I, I've heard no, about some mods that How dare you ignore calling it just a trilogy? Because there is Pinball and there is Hunter's. <laughs> It's a quintology, thank you. And Federation Force. <laughs> yeah, that didn't focus on Samus, though. That's, that's true, that's true. I okay, yes. Then <laughs> in 20, Okay, so yeah, in 2010, uh, Ree's favorite game came out, Metroid Other M. <laughs> um, and that was developed by Team Ninja, of course, who has made some really good games and also some really bad games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, take your pick. Um, 
And then uh, they returned back with um, Metroid Samus Returns, which was a remake of Metroid t- uh, 2 uh, from the good old days. And that was for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then, of course, at E3 2021 this year, they announced the fifth main series game, Metroid Dread. Um, so uh, it's had a long branching um, sort of uh, time. But there, there are five main... Uh, I, I, from what I've seen, there are five main series Metroid games, and then everything else is basically a spinoff. Is that how you guys would consider it? There are five 2D series games. I would not consider Prime so much a spinoff as... I mean, I would consider it part of the same series, uh, as, as the main series. Nintendo of America considers it a spinoff, but considering how much goodwill Prime, both as a series and as a Metroid game... Um, you know, created for Nintendo just in general. They're being stupid mm-hmm. if they don't want to recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we've we've so just to get you familiar, some of the figures involved with Metroid uh, from the get go. Um, Sotaro uh, Okada, who was the director, and he's kind of credited as the creator. Um, then of course we talked about uh, we mentioned Yoshio Sakamoto, who um, was the character designer, and then I guess subsequently sabotaged his baby. Um, <laughs> uh, Gunpei uh, Yokoi, who was the kind of the, the the producer for those first two games, and then Makoto Kano, who was the like story writer. Um, and uh, then they had uh, sorry Hiroji Kiyotake, who was the uh, character designer for the original game. So small group of people, of course, on the first game, as a lot of those um, early NES games were. You know, like groups of like you know four to six people ended up making the entire thing, right? Yeah. Um, and even you know a lot of the time just a single person. Like um, for the uh, original Super Mario Bros, uh, didn't uh, didn't uh, wasn't that just basically Miyamoto? Like, and uh, I think someone else, and, and then in addition to like someone else did the sound and music stuff, but I think he did the, pretty much all of the game part of it. Um, if I remember it was him and one other person who did the majority of programming and level design. Um, then there was, I think it was less than 10 people total. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that was just kind of the way it was back then, of course. And, you know, if you go back even further, like into the, uh, early, uh, early eighties, late seventies, like you'll find even more examples of single people spending like five, six years producing a single game. And it's, it sounds horrendous. (laughs) Donkey Kong was basically a one man, uh, show to try and repurpose a bunch of carts or uh, arcade cabinets that they bought and then couldn't use due to oh, okay. licensing rights. Um, they, uh, they they had the equipment, but they didn't, I believe, have the rights to the game, so they had to make something that could run on it. And that's how Donkey nice. Kong came about. So, I found this to be really interesting, and I had not thought about this before, but uh, when they created Metroid, they actually were... they They actually sat... Nintendo sat down in a room and said... Mario and Zelda both did great. How do we ma- how do we combine them? Yeah. So they they lay, like that was legitimately the thought process was like we need the Mario platforming uh, in this like side scrolling world and we need the uh, like unbounded adventure side from Zelda where you can go anywhere and do anything cuz if you remember the first Legend of Zelda was essentially like a prototype of an open world game. Yes. Like you could for the most part, go anywhere and do anything in any order. Um, and like, it wasn't necessarily that, a good idea, but you could sure. absolutely run to like. Well, if you had the right item, you could leave a dungeon and go to the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
which is which is neat. So the uh, uh, also the word Metroid actually comes from a portmanteau of Metro, like as in a Metro train and Android. So th- that's fun, <laughs> like an Android train. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- they basically were thinking of like, okay, the the you know we have androids in this game, and then it's underground like a Metro. So They're... I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's actually any actual androids, but that gets into the fact that a lot of Japanese people think the word android means cyborg. Oh, interesting. Uh, it actually I think a lot of... of... Like, if you've ever seen Dragon Ball, the majority of android characters are augmented humans. Oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Um, so I, I liked this bit here. Halfway through development of the original Metroid, one of the staff said to his devel- fellow developers, "Wouldn't it be cool if it turned out inside the person inside the person inside the suit was a woman?" And then the guy was like, "Yeah, that would be cool." <laughs> and then they did it. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is which is really uh, dope. Such a so, simple twist like, for the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it was a crazy twist because is is it at the end of the original Metroid that she takes off her helmet and reveals she's a woman? Yeah, you or to... if you do well enough, she does the the whole suit. Yeah. Oh, the bikini thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. uh, it's a I one piece, it's not a bikini. But yeah, for the gamers. <laughs> Actually, tell me about that because I I knew roughly of that. What what is that situation? She like takes. It's like a reward for something. If if you beat the game quick enough, I think it's under. It's a little under two hours. It's not th- actually two hours. Yeah, I think so. Uh, um, then instead of just taking her helmet off, she'll take the whole suit off and be in a like a one piece and wave at you. Oh, okay. Uh, that's actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, let's consider. I don't know. Just considering what I expect from gamers at the time, I guess. <laughs> and then you can <laughs> do a new game plus. Standard, yeah. After <laughs> yeah, that, you can do true. a new game plus where her sprite's been replaced by the the one piece version. Okay. Um, that's exciting. Uh, I think that um, a lot of the reason, and, and of course, now let's get into Alien. So, uh, of course, you know, Ridley Scott's 1979 uh, movie Alien was uh, a huge direct influence to Sakamoto and the rest of the team for Metroid. Um, so, th- of course, the first Metroid, uh, they said like the first Metroid had kind of been done, um, you know, from their minds, but after they saw Alien, uh, they like were like, whoa, this fits so well with our our Metroid idea, like, and so the uh, the idea going into into Metroid Two and beyond was to kind of like use the world uh, that they created with the original Metroid and fuse it with the world of Alien, um, and so of course we are met we met the uh, our our favorite new antagonist Ridley, um, of course named after Ridley Scott, the well, director of Alien. Well, he was he was already there in the first one as Ridley. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah. that must have been before that then they saw. Well, yeah. the, the thing is, they I think they saw it while they were making the first one, and they decided ah, to name Ridley, and then going forward, because Metroid 2 Return of Samus absolutely has that, we're stuck on a planet full of these things vibe. Like, right. even more, so, you're, enti- you're explicitly hunting them all down. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of Aliens yeah. 3 in that situation. And aliens. the... Yeah, and the the art going forward also was definitely influenced by H.R. Uh, Giger, uh, similar to you know the Alien movie. Um, so, and by the way, if you are, I have to say, like, I I that style of of art or whatever, just world building, like, unsettles me so much, like to the point that like I just like that 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 game Scorn that's coming out for the Xbox, that's like just H.R. Giger on like steroids. Well, that's like, I mean, I Geiger was trying to unsettle you. Okay. 
Yeah, well, he did it, so I don't want to play that game, and I never want to look at another trailer for it. it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is disgusting. It's, it is, <laughs> it is if, if extremely disgusting. If you haven't found disgusting. all of the phallic and, and uh, yonic symbology in a Geiger piece, you haven't finished looking. Yeah, you will never find them all. You I, would, I would argue that I've definitely finished looking. <laughs> <laughs> it um, hasn't finished looking at you, though. <laughs> yeah, so I did want to ask you two here, like, uh, what, have you seen a lot of similarities uh, story-wise between uh, the Alien films and, and Metroid? Mm. Aside uh, from Badass Lady Fights Alien, uh, not too much. Not much. If, mostly probably because they were also marketing these towards, like, a younger audience, too. Yeah. They didn't want to get too into the, like... You know, the chest-bursting aliens and stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, but just, yeah, aside from, like, the protagonist, not too much. Right, right. Um, Let's see. Yeah, but um, I'm... I, th- I think that... Um, I-, I am curious about the timeline of that. I do wonder if the decision to make uh, Samus a woman was influenced by, you know, of course, having um, a female protagonist in the movie Alien. Um, well, absolutely. I sure. mean, there was a five-year gap, and they'd very clearly seen it by the time the first game mm-hmm. was done. So it's like, the guy who said, wouldn't it be awesome? And somebody said, yeah, let, let's do that. You know, Ripley was cool. Yeah, that was the last half of the sentence that yeah. was cut off in the interview. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um yeah, which which is really cool, and of course, uh, like I don't know, I think the 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 Alien movie, and I'm I don't know, like I know I'm 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 hated worldwide for this, but I actually preferred Aliens over Alien. I, I I'm maybe the most hated man on the internet. <laughs> no, no, for this, for this so take. the thing is, they are two complete different genres of movies. Oh yeah, they are is, so different, and it is perfectly fine yeah. to like one movie, the first movie in its own genre, the second movie in its own genre more. They are yeah, both it, master classes in their genre, but they should yeah, not be like, compared because they are not doing the same thing. Also, I they're, did, they're I did think of something that might have been taken very much from uh, the Alien series. Specifically, uh, Super Metroid may have taken some inspiration from like the, the whole get away from her, you bitch um, thing, because it's very specifically... Samus having the eternal connection to the baby Metroid that they then went on to ruin another M. Oh, that's Anyways. true, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, oh. Well, um, huh, that's interesting. I'm, uh, sorry, I was I was trying to think of, um, I, I lost it. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. Well, we'll con- I, I got, sorry, I got got by a Metroid, I guess, latched yeah. onto my old brain here. <laughs> um... They, I think that their powers that they make you forget what you were talking about. Is that right? Uh, yeah, they exactly. just suck out your entire life force, but memory loss is a known side effect. That too. <laughs> sure. They're like an so, anti-podcaster bioweapon. That's the origin. <laughs> too they are actually like engineered bioweapon. That is that is hilariously okay, true. Great. We um. I don't need any anti-podcast weapons wandering their way into this place. We are struggling enough as it is. <laughs> we're the anti-podcast of bioweapons. We were, we're so we're so, psyops. Yeah, this, 
This this podcast I like to think of is more of a deconstruction of podcasts as an idea. I think it's, we're, <laughs> we're pushing to the limit how like self aware you can be of podcast issues. We're really pushing. We're really pushing to the limit of what you could consider consumable entertainment. <laughs> the social experiment. So, so eventually, we're going to have to get into our reconstruction era. Uh, talk Over about my dead the, the body. fundamental. <laughs> <laughs> this no, is no, the no, golden no. age. We're we're literally just going to become meta about what makes a podcast and and playing with that. But we're, we're too meta, I think. <laughs> so we, uh, we, I think okay. we might already be into the reconstruction era. We're getting into postmodernism think... now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speaking of postmodernism, we've arrived at Metroid 2 Return of Samus. <laughs> <laughs> Released for the uh, for the Game Boy in 1991. Uh, actually came out in North America first, weirdly. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and then came out in Japan a year later. So the American uh, version actually had a save system, uh, which is something that they did because they're like, oh, those those poor Americans, they, they, they'll just get very tired if they have to restart the game. Darn right. Time <laughs> Considering how long the game was, no... Um, and how annoying the password system was for regular Metroid. No, mm. I fully support. And they really wanted to show off um, that they could do a save system on the portable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, was that, I thought, no, that wasn't the first uh, uh, Game Boy game with a save pack. No, but it, was it, was, it, was, it was just the first. Yeah, it was the one that kind of established that Nintendo was going to be doing that. Yeah. Um, so... Um, this is, uh, of course, we'll skip forward. Do you guys have any notes on Metroid Two? I have, I've heard that it's good, but like not exceptional. Uh, is that the one I haven't played all the way through? Uh, actually, I played the the remakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. The thing, it, it, no, it is absolutely exceptional for a Game Boy game from 1991, and I don't mm, say that as sure. a qualifier. I say that as a temper your expectations. This yeah. was bloody amazing for its time. Also, it gave us the Spider Ball. Right. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. This 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 does lead to my next question, which I have heard again from several people. Sh- should you really just play the the 3DS remake instead? Uh they're very different experiences. Yeah, I've never. I don't. I usually don't see remakes as replacements because there's also the fan made one. Uh, yeah, AM2R. AM2R. AM2 all three of them are completely different beasts. Yeah, I think they're all really really cool for their own reasons. Yeah, um, I, I would okay. consider essentially. Um, AM2R and Samus Returns uh, 3DS as like uh, l- like playing a hack of Super Metroid. It's very similar, but there's there's a benefit to playing the original as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um, all right. So then we'll we'll jump forward over to uh, Super Metroid, of course, our our prize baby big boy. Uh, for the SNES, uh, the big boy. So. Um, I do, of course, have access to this, and Ryu do too. It's living in your Switch right now in the SNES library. Bloody um, is as well, isn't it? We've got no excuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was thinking about giving it a shot over the weekend um, since it's already in there. But um, yeah, so this uh, really expanded the the formula here and really set into stone like what Metroid and therefore Metroidvania games could do going mm-hmm. forward. Um, this was kind of like, you know, had multiple power-ups, uh, like kind of an actual narrative to follow. Um, and it was considered at the time, like a lot of people have considered it the best game on the SNES. Like, it's pretty much that versus Super Mario World for that title. They're fighting all the time. Who knows? Who's going to get it? Link to Legend the Past. Zelda? No. Oh, <laughs> Link to the Past. Jinx. Link to the Past coming in. No, actually, actually no, no. no. The, the true winner is Link to the Past Super Metroid co-randomizer. Oh yeah, I've always wanted to check that out. It is insane. Is 
Uh, and you have to be very good at both games to do that well. I will not, I will not be trying this then. <laughs> yeah. Link to the Past randomizer, you can do that casually. Super Metroid randomizer, you have to be very good at Metroid. The both of them is... It'll do your head in, but it's yeah, amazing. that's just just man. in a technical <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, so this one was actually directed by Sakamoto, who would lead the the basically the franchise going forward, uh, the whole two D franchise at the very least. Because yeah. uh, of course, like we talked about, uh, the three D ones were developed by Retro over in America. Um, so yeah, like t- tell me about uh, Super Metroid a little bit. Like, what is it about this that makes people? go back to it in 2021 and say this is still one of one of like the best games the gorgeous animations the smoothness like it's all so buttery smooth the only time that you'll ever really encounter slowdown is right after you kill a boss and all of the explosion effects are going off all at once um and maybe a teensy bit at the end of the escape sequence but it's like the the ride is super smooth um, there's a whole, so many new tricks and gimmicks. There's a huge area to explore. You can do it in basically any order if you're good enough. <laughs> um, people will do crazy like low percent and no percent runs. Um, the, the the different speed run categories of this game are insane. Also, it is a game that act, is very much built for speed running because like yeah. uh, like um, the specifically uh, Metroid before it, not Metroid Two. Uh, it does have a, if you complete this in under two hours, and if you complete this with 100% of items, you know, uh, like bonus messages. Later, Metroids would go on to go with, you know, hun- you know low percent and 100. Okay. That so, is, so, oh, sorry. So go on, Re, please. I'm just saying, like, has... Because I actually do know a bit about this game just through speedrunning alone. Um, was this, like, always... Was this, like, one of the first few speedrunner games, or was it sort of later on that people... Oh, no, it was one of the first because it it had... It has an in-game timer that reports itself when you complete it, so that made it very, very useful for doing Mm -hmm. speedruns. Now, that is not a real-time timer. It actually uh, suffers slowdown and doesn't play during um, certain segments, so there actually was uh, a question of whether or not to do real-time tracking or in-game tracking... Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of sort of the, and the issues with that. I don't know if they're games. completely decided. I think they do both now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually was... with the speedrunning community, it's like, when in doubt, just split it into a new category. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, like, I know, go... like, sort of, of, almost like every game that has an in-game counter, there's sort of, at some point, there's that discussion over which one they actually use. And then yeah. sort of like the, the, the downsides of the in-game one sometimes. But it's just, you know, it's interesting that it still has a speedrunning community after all this time. Yeah, I think it's still one of the more like popular like blocks when uh, like summer games done quick and awesome games and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really good for races. It's it's very mm-hmm. close to being optimized oh, yeah. for for like actual runs, but it's it's really good for races because there's ways you can decide to take things uh, for you know safety sake and stability sake in your run, um, okay. which makes it for really great and it's really great to do commentary on. It's so good nice. to watch as well. Like you didn't have to yeah. know a lot about the game to just yeah. sit watch and it. Yeah. And I will say like that. I think well, I think a lot of the best SNES games do this too. But like, regardless of how it feels or whatever, like it still looks very good. Like the pixel art they you know really nailed at that at that time in Nintendo history. Like Super Mario World still looks great. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And just like One, nailing uh, the atmosphere too. Like a Super Nintendo game like that, just having such a like 
palatable, creepy atmosphere to it. It's just like unlike anything else on the console. It makes full use of every sprite layer available to it, mm-hmm. and like it does. Like Samus has a uh, a breath cycle. Yeah, like it, it's it's a very subtle, like one pixel thing, one to two pixel, but it's fluid. It's animation. It changes when you're at low health. Yeah. Um, okay. It it's really well done. Nice. Um. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's keep rolling like like Samus might do <laughs> if you find the uh the power up there. Um, if you can't, then you suck. It's literally the first power up. Yeah. So. <laughs> Suck on that, haters. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you okay, start so, with it. What is that called again? Like the the, the morph ball um, or the maru maru morph ball. Yeah, um, I know, and of course you know the morph ball from Smash Bros. Re as I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, I, I really care about Smash Bros. Um, exactly. So uh, I liked this a lot. They got to the N sixty four. Sakamoto says, "Here's a quote from him." When I held the N64 controller in my hands, I just couldn't imagine how it could be used to move Samus around. I've often felt that way about all games with the N64 controller. <laughs> yeah, the N64 that, that was was for a single time. video yeah. game, really. They, they like, shouldn't have done a middle stick. There was a Mad Cat controller, that, despite being a Mad Cat controller, that had like the perfect layout, and so many modern N64 like throwback controllers have modeled it after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, interesting. It, I've it, not it, used that one. Yeah, but... it was it was both the stick and the D pad over on the left. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. So just imagine just... being a game dev, like really looking forward to the next generation of gaming, and like, oh, I've got this exclusivity deal with Nintendo. It's gonna be great, and you get handed that <laughs> controller. It's like, yeah, <laughs> make your games with that. Make it feel good. This... Yeah. <laughs> You're like holding the controller and you're like, is this a Metroid? (laughs) There there was a racing game. I I think it might have been Extreme G, but I I just remember that after a while, you you literally just unlocked the 64 controller as as one of the the, the race vehicles. And it made a lot more sense as a race vehicle in that game than a controller. Oh, God. It looks like a Star Wars pod racer. (laughs) No, it really does. It it looks like a a Starfighter. So basically... um, the Nintendo actually start reached out to um, a third party company, which uh, apparently nobody knows who it was, about making an N sixty four Metroid. But they turned it down because they said that they couldn't make a better game than Super Metroid, and so they didn't want to try. Oh my god! Yeah, I'll believe that. <laughs> which is like, what a what an interesting mentality this this game created. Like nobody wants to make a Metroid game because they already made the best one. Sorry. <laughs> Imagine if like other industries are like that. It's like they release a new game. It's like no, this is, this is the best one. We're gonna stop making Assassin's Creeds now. Uh, no more like annual Ubisoft releases. We've decided we can't get any better. Bye. I, I, I believe you suggested a good thing though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, Ubisoft it, like, needs to stop doing the annual release. Yeah, um, they now, were doing well, much hey, better hey, when they weren't. They're, hey, they're biannual now. Come on. Yeah, no, and the games are better for it. Yeah, they are better for it. That's true. Um, okay, so um, jump ahead to 2002 here. Uh, we got Metroid Fusion, which is for the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. That was developed internally at Nintendo, uh, directed by Sakamoto. Uh, pretty much. So is this the third game in the or fourth, fourth game, game in the series now? Yeah. Okay. So um, this was like kind of more mission based, and it has like uh, it does like apparently a little bit more. It's the most uh, linear guidance. game in yeah. the series. Um, it's how, how do people like this one? 
they were divided. Um, okay. Like, uh, it was a very interesting story. It was great. People were just like, but I can't dick around. I can't sequence break. You know, it's there's one t- place where you can sequence break. And if you do, you're rewarded with a, okay, you sequence broke. Now go and do it the regular way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Nice. Yep, that um, was one of the yeah. uh, rare 10 out of 10s I remember seeing in Game Informer, and I was like, oh my god, is this like the yeah. future of the series? And uh, I remember playing it around the time, like not too long after that, thinking it was really good. Yeah, no, it, it's um, it's very well crafted. It's just yeah. a lot of people are like, I don't know, like, it, it, it was a lot of very minor complaints. Like, everybody recognized that it was very extremely competent, very well put together, but yeah. something about it just didn't feel right. Yeah, it doesn't lend itself as well to like the the community that grew up around Super Metroid, like with the speedrunning and stuff. Yeah. Right. The um let's see here. Da-da-da. I think part I got, of it I is, got distracted. It makes you check back in in the uh the, 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 the comm center way too often instead of just yeah. letting you get updates as you're going. I do remember that being like one of the things I was like, oh my god, do I really have to do this? Yeah. <laughs> um I uh am sorry, I've been distracted by the fact that apparently the official Konami uh merch account has shown that they'll be putting up some Silent Hill merch now. Oh, pyramid uh, head body oh pillow. No. <laughs> I've been dragged back into the Kojima hole. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I thought I had climbed out. You never climbed like, out. Oh, okay. hang on, Nirav, can I fuel the, the fire quickly? Um, sure. So I saw today, apparently, very recently, Kojima and Konami have started refollowing each other on Twitter. Oh my god, the hole's getting bigger. My my, di- my divorced parents are getting back together. <laughs> my parents trapped them. <laughs> Oh my god, Konami's just selling blue boxes. What does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I like I'm I was I was in I was so far in the hole. Like I, I think I've come to the conclusion that like this uh blue box studios is basically in, running an in, intentionally misleading ARG to draw attention to their game. Yeah. Um but what that's if? that's sort of where I've landed on this. But what if it's Kojima yeah. though? <laughs> the, the trick is that Kojima's paying them. To run an intentionally uh, deceptive ARG to lend the attention craziest, to Kojima. The craziest thing I think was that, like, looking at that trailer for Abandoned, I was like, "This is like a shitty Unity game. Like, this isn't Kojima." And then I was like, "He made a whole fake game for this trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, <laughs> this that. goes so deep." <laughs> it's dude, this is so deep. It goes all the way to the top, which, like, you know, is I guess like slightly above the middle since it's video games, but like. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. Do you think it would be funnier if it is or isn't Kojima at this point? I'm like not really invested in Kojima games, so I will find it hilarious and will want to actually buy the indie devs a beer if like they've just pulled everyone's leg and this is all fake because there will be a lot of outrage. <laughs> the translation yeah. thing is the the translation thing is the only thing that's still really messing with me. It's like that their names translate to each other. <laughs> That's yeah, it's still it's like, like the the idea that like this this uh just happened by coincidence is like almost too much. But anyway, <laughs> just so long as Mads um, Mickelson is involved, I'm good either way. 
that picture of Mads Mikkelsen eating the sandwich was actually a uh, screenshot from the upcoming Silent Hills game. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the plot. That's that's the gameplay loop. You are Mads Mikkelsen. You have to eat a sandwich. In a Costa coffee, I guess. Yeah. I love the idea. I think that like my my idea is that we're gonna like get abandoned and like you know like the game and it's still gonna say like Blue Box Studios whatever we put it in and like you get all the way to like the end and then like the reward screen is like you know uh, the the main character taking off their robot suit and it's Norman Reedus inside oh, and God. then he like winks at the camera and then like it tells you that you did just play Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> this is what uh, twenty four hours of. Like diving into this rabbit hole does to a, to, does to a man. You'll end it's, up like it's coming crazy. up with like this. There, there's so many like, there's so many, there's so many Reduses in this hole. Like, it's, it's a Redus like, hole. Yes, we understand. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! And then like, and then I like shuffle around am- amidst this mass of, of Normans, and like I step on a Guillermo del Toro, and I'm like, oh, who's here? <laughs> It's crazy down here. Yeah. Okay. I am. There's at least five right. Totoros in this this hole as well. Um. Okay. So we'll hopefully next week we'll be able to report on whether what's actually happening because I think the reveal of that game is tomorrow, <laughs> and Jeff Keeley's been teasing it awfully hard. Oh God! I, I am not looking forward to next week if this is all fake. <laughs> it's gonna be. I actually the like is that it has nothing to do with Kojima, but everything to do with Norman Reedus. Oh my god. <laughs> I actually don't think the, I think that the reason I want it to be Kojima is more so that I can like believe that magic is real. <laughs> Cuz like I think my be- my my bet at our on our Discord server Josh, I don't know if you saw was that like if this is not Kojima then I will fervently and loudly declare to the world that love is dead and magic never existed. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's quite crushing. Uh, oh no. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really. I'm, either way, I'm looking forward to the outcome. Yeah. Right. But, oh. Um. So let's let's get back to uh, Metroid. So in uh, 2000, of course, uh, Nintendo purchased uh, Retro Studios as a first-party studio over in Austin, Texas, and um, Shigeru Miyamoto just uh, moseyed on down. Oh no. And uh, showed <laughs> up in Retro. We know from previous episodes that doesn't end well usually. Right. And so, um, you know, they're 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 hard at work in in uh, at retro, like getting re- getting ready to make their 3D Metroid game, and uh, they've got their prototype ready. And then Miyamoto just pokes his head in the door, and it's like, Oof. oh my god, I thought you were in Japan. Like, I didn't think this could happen to us. <laughs> You're safe from having. I thought your we had a whole project, ocean keeping us safe. Your project Miyamoto'd in a split second. No one's um, safe. Yeah. So, um, I, I actually have heard this story previously that like. He was extremely influential in guiding the project, though. I, I haven't seen a lot of stuff about him, like, you know, shitting on and, and destroying their project and rebuilding it. Like, it seems like he was actually a pretty helpful uh, uh, point of guidance in, in developing this over at Retro. There um, would have been a long flight. One... Maybe he was feeling more optimistic. He was like, the... you know what, I've flown this far. I'm going to say it's good. <laughs> I don't want to waste this journey. There, there was uh, one thing that uh, they did a poo-poo that Retro wanted to put in. They had mm-hmm. wanted to include uh, the possibility of actually hunting specific bounties. Oh, uh, like a bounty hunter might do. Yes, <laughs> which revealed that nobody in Japan knew what the hell Retro was talking about. <laughs> they, they, the term that we got as bounty hunter uh, was something else entirely. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So they were trying to communicate some other concept, I guess. Yes. So the idea is largely similar. It's it's sort of a deputized government agent uh, that gets paid for their work, but she's not hunting down escaped criminals. Specifically, she's more of a uh, she's, she's more of a mercenary. A mer- a mercenary or a, pr- a privateer. Yeah, working for the government. <laughs> She's she's a freelancer. Um, she's just like us. Is, are you telling me Samus is a narc? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wait, no no, wait, she's totally cool with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying we're narcs? <laughs> um, near. So obvious. yeah, like, oh okay. I didn't. Well, I'm not. On, I'm not on. I'm not on record saying that. Um. So um. Metroid uh, Prime was, of course, like I said, the first 3D Metroid, and it moved it basically the concept of a Metroidvania into a first-person 3D world. A um, little bit less of a dependence on on the the principles of a Metroidvania, but still had some of those uh, shades of that that design in there. Um, and uh, they Nintendo very much stressed that this was not a shooter. They said this is a first-person adventure game, <laughs> but it is, but it is a first-person game in which you are shooting yeah. things. Yeah. I, I, I can see, I can sort of see where their distinction is because while there is shooting, it's not the focus on heavy gunplay. It is a lot. Platforming is a big deal in it, um, mm-hmm. and and a lot of it is exploring and finding the the random stuff. Whereas it's not sort of, it's not a Call of Duty. By any means, right? Yeah. A lot of locking um, on and circle I, strafing. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, I think that also, yeah. This this was also the first, the very first Nintendo game to be developed by a non-Japanese company, um, which is pretty neat. They got to do that. Technically. Um, oh, technically. In that, for example, Star Fox Two. But that right. Never okay. Came well, out. that was never released, yeah. so I guess yeah. yeah. Okay. There, there were a couple of these like. I mean, there was also Donkey Kong Country, but I don't know if that really counts in the same way. That was developed by Rare. by Retro, yeah. Or by Rare, yeah, yeah. that was them who did that. Um, but again, yeah. that was not in the same sense, because that was uh, like a deliberate departure, whereas this was supposed to be in the same style. So mm. It was, however, monumental. Yeah, it was a big deal. Like, uh, and of course, like after Nintendo bought, like, th- you know, they bought Retro Studios and they became a first-party studio. They're like, you know, that was a big deal. Like, they they were so impressed with the work they were doing on Metroid Prime. You know, um, so w- it was pretty big. And then I think the other, um, they don't, they didn't own Rare. I think is is um, who was the one they just bought? Um, for Next Level Games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nintendo bought uh, the Canadian studio Next Level Games, so I think Next Level and Retro are still their only non-Japanese studios, if I know correctly, At, first party. I believe so. I think so, yeah. Rare, Rare was always in a weird, like, I think it was, they called yeah, they it weren't, a second they weren't party. Ever, they weren't, yeah, they weren't yeah, first they, party, but they were basically exclusive at the time. They, they developed exclusively for, well, like, see, um, who else is it that does that? Like, Grezzo, for instance? Like, don't they, they develop exclusively for Nintendo, but Nintendo doesn't own them, yeah. isn't that right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, from what I've heard, like, as far as, like, owning studios, like, um, that's not as much of a thing in Japan as it is over in the West. Like, it is kind of a pretty monumental thing to acquire a studio. Um, and so, like, the only... The the purchase of Next Level Games, like, a few months ago, um, was pretty crazy because it's the first time Nintendo bought a studio in ten years. Like, 
um, the last studio they bought was in was Monolith Soft back in 2012, and that was only to save Monolith Soft from going bankrupt and closing. Yeah. Um, Which is a good so, thing because Monolith Soft m- no, has made some great games. It's 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 good, yeah. And I mean, we talked about how Sega did the same thing for Atlas. Like they they yeah. bought them essentially to keep them from closing down and going bankrupt. Um, and now Atlas is making their best, most profitable game. Yes, and now Atlas is the only thing keeping their company afloat. While Sonic does loop de loops in the sky, and we have no idea what it's called. <laughs> and, and we buy it anyway. Yeah. And I'm and of course like. I'm I'm at the point where like they've got me so fucking like in a stranglehold that like I don't even know what this next Sonic game is called and I'd pre-order it right yeah, now. Yeah, I'll be I'll be there me. day one. <laughs> Sorry, I know we, the last thing we need is another side note, but like, did you see that basically the like, most of it's been leaked already because a bunch of testers so, just I know keep the, their mouth shut. I know the title is Sonic Rangers, but the, what what about the, I haven't seen any details about the actual game. Actually, throw them out here now. This is our our scoop. Um, so it's like possibly set in Mystic Ruins from Sonic Adventure. Oh my god, like, what? Yeah. yeah. Or at least so like, it's heavily inspired. Apparently the soundtrack's banging, but we knew that already. Yes, yes. we already knew that. That's, yeah. God, I, I forget what bad guy it is, but there's one returning. It's from the like one Sonic game I didn't play. Um, oh, oh yeah, it's a oh, RPG mechanics. That's the big thing in this game. RPG mechanics. Oh, oh, oh. my god, is this is this Sonic Chronicles 2? <laughs> yeah. Are oh my we, god. Are we... <laughs> Getting the Dark Brotherhood sequel, have they finally decided to tell Ken Pender just to go F himself? <laughs> someone had, I mean, someone had to. Yeah, <laughs> the big question is, did we get Bioware back for this one? I bet. Will, Come on, will Bioware. the soundtrack you're be not, like that again? Bioware, you're not busy. You've got plenty of, I'm sure EA will give you plenty of money for this. You are on very good terms with them, I'm sure. Um... <laughs> Please. Bioware, you're, you're standing on extremely thick ice right now, very secure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's exciting. Um, all right. Anyway, let's let's get into Metroid Prime. Uh, so so quickly, your thoughts on both of you on like the the Prime trilogy. Like, is it is it overrated? Is it actually that good? Oh no, it's great. Yeah, uh, if you I get a chance, it. play the, uh, the 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 remastered trilogy version. Um, I mean. Maybe the, if you can turn off the motion controls for the first two in that one. There, if you play on an emulator, for, like on Dolphin, then there is a, mo- a mod for the games that turns it into like a regular like mouse-controlled first-person shooter. Oh, yeah. That that apparently works very well, oh, yes. so that, that's that, how I'll be trying that it. That would be the best way, yeah. Um, but no, they're, they're great. They actually are some of the, the games that show why Samus gets depowered and has to, you know... Uh, collect all the stuff again and does it in a fairly believable way. Yeah. And literally, okay. one of one of the excuses of the first time is no, I was literally only just borrowing this stuff. You can have it all back. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she she was borrowing her cool suit. No, she was she was borrowing the equipment that she integrated into her cool suit to save the planet that she was currently on. And when she saved the planet she was currently on, it's like, no, this is yours. I mean, it'd be rude of me to just take it. I can take the Chozo stuff because that's my dad. <laughs> you know, it's all mine anyways, but this is your stuff. Actually, I have a question. Has Samus ever had a voice? Yes. In, uh, in which game is that? Uh, in all the Metroid Prime games, she has had grunts, which I think has always been... Oh. Um, uh, was it Laura Bailey, or was it... Who was it? Oh, Laura, I refuse to accept Laura Bailey as also Samus on. on top of every fucking else. No, I, I don't think it was <laughs> Laura. Hold on. 
Uh, so imagine paying the money for Laura Bailey and then just getting her to do grunts. Jennifer Hale. Actually, well, actually, actually Hale, like yeah. by Jennifer the time Hale. by the time you finish that sentence, I was like, absolutely, I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, it was, it's, uh, it's, um, sorry, it was Jennifer. It was Jennifer Hale. Yeah. So, so oh, Shep, and that's, uh, that's possibly yeah, yeah, more that. insulting that they got and, her and to just like, oh, make some generic soldier noises, please. <laughs> and, and, and this is well, pre Mass hey, Effect, so she was yeah, she was coming right off of Mass Effect, making a lot of soldier noises. But so, she I also guess. had um, uh, Jessica Martin for Other M and for Smash Bros. Alexis Guildwell. Or, I don't know either of them. Sorry, they're not like one of the five voice actors that get. They're not one around. of the five yeah. <laughs> voice actors that people know about. Um, so, does she ever have, like, full voice sentences, or is it just, like, grunts? Uh, mostly just in Other M, which is where okay. the worst dialogue is in, sure. in most Great. any Nintendo game is from. The baby. Just every what? every delivery is so wooden. The guy who does Anthony is still great. Anthony's the best thing about Other M. But we'll get to that um, when we get to it. Sure. Uh, so yeah, the uh, everyone play the Prime trilogy. It's good, apparently. It's very I am good. Du- that's on. That is on my for sure one hundred percent to play list one day. Um, so in two thousand five, we're getting to Metroid Prime Pinball, which is a spinoff. Uh, do we need to talk about this a lot? It's fun. Listen, we've got a thirty minute expose on Prime Pinball. But no, we don't need to talk Prime, about uh, it at all. It's yeah. it's very simple. Prime, uh, it's it's a retelling Prime of Hunters. Prime uh, with Pinball. Prime Hunters is great. Okay, that's multiplayer, right? That was for yeah, the DS. I remember DS, this one. Um, there was a free demo. There was a free demo on the DS of this that my brother and I had, and we played a lot oh, of it. I had and that I don't. Too. I still have <laughs> I it. I we think. didn't ever buy their full game. Uh, the full game is great fun. Um, yeah, the 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 interesting thing about that one is that much like uh, Echoes, uh, it introduced um, an ammo system for more than just missiles, and you had a lot more weapons that you could uh, steal from the other hunters mm-hmm. and it was a sort of a rock paper scissors lizard spock situation where each sure. um each uh hunter's weapon was a bit more effective against another hunter okay nice um and then of course in 2006 uh metroid dread began development um <laughs> yep <laughs> um yep and uh that version was not completed nor was it released it i believe that Duke was Nukem. being developed uh, <laughs> star, it did star Duke Nukem. I believe that was being in, developed internally, internally at Nintendo, um, and uh, eventually they. Uh, I don't. I don't think we have the details on why it didn't get made. Like it just sort of, like they had ten, they had announced not not made a formal announcement, but people at Nintendo had talked about it in like magazine interviews and stuff. Like, hey, we're working on Metroid Dread. That's going to be the next. I one. I think the and only then, thing that they've said about it was where the technology was and where our ambitions were. They, they yeah. did not match. Uh, do you think the the DS wasn't shaped right, like for a Metroid game? No, I I think it would have done perfectly. Like, I think it was literally they, they just wanted more than the hardware was capable of. And then yeah, with that's the 3DS, true. they were like, okay, we're getting we're getting very close because Dread yeah. basically looks like it's riffing very heavily off of what they gave us in, uh, you know, Samus, Samus Returns, Returns 3DS. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was actually talking about this earlier too with the. Arcane Studios, because they also had a game in 2008 that they were developing called The Crossing, and they basically came to a point where they had to cancel the game because the hardware couldn't keep up with how high concept the idea was, and of course, like, me being, like, a big stand for the studio, like, the second that they showed 
the first trailer for Deathloop, I was like, holy shit, they actually finished the game. <laughs> um, so yeah, D- Deathloop is the finished version of the, uh, version of the concept for The Crossing, which, uh, like like they said, like the hardware could not handle that that level of like system complexity and like multiplayer invasion stuff yeah. going oh, on, nice. you know, at the time. So I'm I'm so glad they were able to resurrect that idea and like put it. the The old one was very different though, because it was like in this like bland sort of like multi-dimensional war zone sort of thing and it was like very call of duty looking um so i'm very glad it changed i'm this very sort of glad thing that the very disco mod inspired yes uh very world that they recognized came about um yeah so that that does happen and definitely people get ideas that are ahead of their time so it's it's good to see those things come to fruition eventually yeah. um so uh of course let's get to the 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 pinnacle metroid other m um this was developed by team ninja uh who've done what, what were some of their bigger games like i know they did the bad devil may cry Dude, that, was ninja ninja Fury. Fury. that was ninja theory that was ninja theory jesus team ninja Christ. did the uh, 3d ninja guidance um uh, dead or alive uh, Neo, ninja guiden dead or alive yeah. ninja guiden ninja guiden dead or alive ninja guiden dead or alive you can't ninja Gaiden, you can't alive. have two hyrule can't warriors be two ninja studios yeah, i know can't be, it throws me no. off too there's more than just two. I don't. I will not <laughs> let there be. Um, Team Ninja is. Uh, are they wholly owned by Koei Tecmo now? Uh, yeah. I think now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think at the yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah, Koei Tecmo is their parent company. Actually, looks yeah. like Tecmo's been their parent company since 1995. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, yes. Co- um, they did. They did the Hyrule Warriors, and they did Age of Calamity. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I think Omega Force did Persona 5 Strikers, though. It was a different team at Koei Tecmo. Yeah. Um, uh, and they also did Fire Emblem Warriors from Omega Force. But anyway, I'm just uh, ranting. Um, so, uh, other no, M... They, uh, uh, it says... Team Ninja also did uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so, other Omega M... Omega was uh, also with them. Okay. Yeah. I, I think um, Omega Force was being primed uh, to take over as doing, like, the B-team for the 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 musos with uh-huh. fire emblem warriors so that they could you know go off and do their other thing because i think that was omega force's first muso title um might be yeah um so uh, other m i like just sakamoto said here's one and here it is it released on the wii um august 31st it says 2010 so 2010 um oh, no one never this mind this this one was a third-person game, and it uh, had a like more of a focus on action, more of an action game. Um, it says it received weaker reviews. I guess that would maybe be an <laughs> understatement. Um, yeah, I've <laughs> never heard anyone say anything good about this, and usually it's the characterization I hear. Right um, of Sam. Yeah, this is the. She's l- very. Let's be, uh, let's... She's very meek. Apparently, she's not assertive at all. Um, yeah. This is the Super Princess Peach of the Metroid franchise. Hey, no, no, Super Princess Peach is better. Super Princess Peach is great. Well, no, not in that it's bad, but in that it characterizes Peach as like crazily emotional when she's like the most stable person in the entire Mario yeah, canon. But like, well, she, no, that was an effect of the that magic shit. that was being used in Super Princess Peach. So. But, she, like, but yeah, is, no, she, this, she, sorry, this is without her. She's a Go queen. Ahead. She 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 uh, weaponizes those tears. She was the yeah. original Karen, the original girl boss. <laughs> the she original was a blueprint. 
Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss. <laughs> Literally, girl boss. she invented it. We're, this is Super Princess Peach's world, and we're currently just living in it. <laughs> I cannot wait to see Samus open a multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> just sells Avon supplies to people. Listen, you need <laughs> super level Metroid. You need super missiles. Those Metroids are coming for you. I got a two for one deal on ice beams here. <laughs> and if you buy two ice beams from me, you can sell one to somebody yeah. else. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, t- t- so, um, I was actually gonna check, um, Metroid Other M, I was just gonna check the Metacritic on that, and see how it did, um, cause I, I wanna know, I, I wasn't really plugged in at the time. 79. 79, com- that's pretty ha- For comparison, Metroid Prime 1 has a 97, literal yeah. flip-flop of numbers there. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So right. So the we'll we'll get into the yeah the Metroid Prime series the Metroid series as a whole has been very critically acclaimed outside of I guess this one but um and this one still looks like it did I mean seventy nine is not bad so it's still it's still like a solid game apparently mechanically um, it was great the story okay. was stupid and they could have made it so much better with so just a couple changes a light, slightly less wooden actress. And letting Samus be a sarcastic bitch. I would have liked yeah, that. Yeah, because here's um, the thing. There's absolutely every reason in-universe for her to, you know, not be doing shit. But she doesn't have to, like, cause yes, you're technically a civilian. This is a military outpost and a military installation. We can tell you to leave any time. You were here under our sufferess. And she's like, okay, fine. What? Dick. <laughs> you know. <sighs> But and it's also people that she used to hang out with. It's her former squad mates. Right. But she should absolutely be a sarcastic sass bastard to them, especially when she's about to do the dumbass thing that everybody notes is the dumbest dumbass thing when she goes into the lava section without her Varia suit because Adam uh, told her to turn it all off. And I would have just said, "All right, Adam, I'm going into the lava. If I die, it's on your head because you made me turn it off." It sounds like there were some story issues in this. It's like most of her upgrades just by, okay, you can have them now, Samus. It's okay. I said you can. Yeah, I've authorized it. (laughs) Makes me feel slimy. So So we're at the Wii U. Thank God. Finally. Finally. Anyone has ever said those words. Oh, thank God, the Wii U. So we're uh, we're at the Wii U. Um, this is very funny. I was reading about how Sakamoto actually, when the Wii U was being shown as proof of concept for the hardware, he had developed a uh, prototype new Metro game for the Wii U, showing the scanning process on the gamepad and how that might work and like item inventory stuff like that. Um, and that game got turned into the Metroid Nintendo Land thing. <laughs> oh yeah! Yep. I forgot yep. about that. God, that's it's so funny. Just, yeah, a fun um, little game. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. fun. Um, Never had a so, bad Nintendo Land experience. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I actually haven't. And by the way, the the Luigi's Mansion game in Nintendo Land is like fucking go. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, I like the Animal Crossing good. one as well. I had, I had a fun Animal Crossing one's great. Donkey too. Kong one fills N- me with Nintendo rage. Land. <laughs> Didn't they have like Link's crossbow training too? In yeah, there? that one was yeah. great too. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, in 2014, uh, Next Level Games actually started developing a new Metroid game for the 3DS, and they actually got as far as making a playable prototype, and then Nintendo looked at it and said, do Luigi's Mansion instead. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm fine with that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's interesting that, like, something about this Metroid prototype was like, that should be Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi curls um, up into a... Bo- I'd love to see the original prototype, but with Luigi instead of Samus' sprite. Oh, my and God. And just to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like, Luigi I, curling himself into a ball and dropping bombs everywhere. <laughs> Mamma mia, creds are gonna kill me. Maybe that's why he's Luigi- in so many, like, uh, horrible accidents in the, the Smash trailers. Cause, yeah, cause- Lu- Luigi is also... Sorry. Oh, just because it's like, you know... He's he's technically encountered all of these people in all the prototypes. Yeah. Um, Luigi's Mansion also does have shades of Metroidvania in it, though. Oh, it does. Yeah. Um, I think somebody, like, I saw somebody ask, like, what genre is li- this, like, about Luigi's Mansion 3? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess it's a dungeon crawler. Metroidvania <laughs> crawler. <laughs> it's, it's hard to describe. Um, okay, so... 2017 and metroid fans are starving we are <laughs> they're so hungry Please suck um so we can only um, play like we... so many different metroidvanias before we need a little bit of a hit from the main vein yeah <laughs> right um and so nintendo did release a metro uh, remake of metroid 2 for the 3ds met uh, so called metroid samus returns developed by mercury steam who is a uh, spanish studio and um which was really dope they were i don't think they had made anything big before that no, they, so it's cool they that they had funny enough oh they had yeah i hadn't seen and do you know oh, what it was what was it it was a castlevania game yeah it was the they three. Did three yeah three castlevania games one of which was a metroidvania but they were the lords of shadow people yeah <laughs> yeah oh they were lords of shadow i've heard mixed opinions on i those. have mixed opinions um, on those <laughs> yeah no the, the, Again, the gameplay is great, but the story is just sort of a, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Were those the 3D ones, like on the 360 yes. or whatever? Yeah, and then yes. uh, one of them was a 3DS okay. game that they later did, like, an HD re-release of. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense that they might have, like, been like, hey, you guys know something about this genre. You know half of um, this. Yeah. You know half of it, at least. <laughs> now for the other half. Try the other half. <laughs> yeah. Um... And so, um, yeah, Mercury Steam is a... Actually, they're a pretty big studio. I think I saw the other day somebody said there's 150 people working yeah. there. So this is a pretty large team working on this game, um, on Metroid Dread. Um, so um, they retained that uh, side-scrolling, and they added... You know, it was 3D graphics, 2.5D, quote-unquote, you know, uh, game, where it's a 3D world and 3D graphics, but uh, from a 2D view, and uh, has melee combat, uh, has parrying and stuff like that too. They added. Well, the parrying um, is the majority of the melee combat. Okay. Um, there are certain attacks that'll give you like a, a a prompt that you can do a parry and it'll open them up for like a big like uh you know close up aggro attack. But most of sure. it's you know run and jump and gun. Okay. Um, and then uh, of course <laughs> we were uh, we're here and we're, we rem- we remember. Uh, at E3 2017, Nintendo did do a title tease for Metroid Prime 4. Uh-huh. Um, yep. uh, let me just check the date right now. It is June 19th, 2021. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Funny how we haven't had anything since... That was my point in our... Well, my two points, basically, in, in our... The, the mm-hmm. Nothing for uh, Metroid Prime 4 with yes. the C3. You did win that bet. Yeah. Um, which they did acknowledge it, its existence, Yeah, though. but they told and us nothing. I, I, so, we do have to qualify, of course, in early 2019. So, Bandai Namco was originally working on this game. Um, 
I don't know what they produced, but whatever it was was so horrendous that Nintendo canceled the project and kicked them off of it and restarted from scratch with Retro Studios, who had done the original Metroid Prime trilogy. Yeah. Um, well, whatever it <laughs> what? was, we'll see it as a Tales of game sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, when CyberConnect 2 was taken off the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. It was just like, what? Oh, yeah. What did that look like? <laughs> Like what? What about this was so yeah, bad what? that they had to hide it from what the world? Happened? I want to see that prototype now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> release the Bandai Namco cut. In both of them, they, you know. <laughs> release the Bandai Namco Look, cut. <laughs> the the Namco the Bamco cut is not going to be that. Look, Look it's um, also only four hours long. <sighs> that, that that might be a mercy. Um, so, um, okay, in the context of that. This video of of uh, yeah, of uh, um, what's his name uh, for not Furukawa? Who's what's the guy? The Nintendo man, who who do, who's in the directs? Oh, sometimes. Oh yeah, shoot, uh, I forgot his name. <laughs> uh, I know I know Koizumi. It's not him. It's the other guy. Um, but also, can I say like I really miss when Koizumi did the directs. I like him a yeah, lot. Yeah, me too. Um, oh I'm, yeah. I'm glad he appeared at E3 though. Um, but um. Okay, so anyway, they, they appeared, they did a video where they just explained basically that it was not up to snuff from what Nintendo considers to be their, their standard of quality, and that they were not, that basically Bandai Namco was not going to do what they wanted, um, or produce something to the quality that they thought Metroid Prime deserved. So, of course, moving it internally to their own retro studios, um, they were restarting development According to some people behind the scenes, 100% from scratch. Like, none of the stuff wow. that Bamco had done Ouch. was being reused. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, if, if that is the case, it would explain why a game that just started development in April 2019 has still not been seen. Yeah, understandable. Take, take your time, Kings. You got this. <laughs> yeah. I'm... I'm sure that it was going to be like amazing and worth it when it comes out, but I wouldn't anticipate it till 23. That's kind of what like, I was personally. thinking too, yeah. And I, I do think that this might be the game that kind of sunsets the Switch. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, I could see that. Um, it may even be a dual release on the Switch 2 or whatever, like, you know, close out the yeah. system thing. But, um, so, the, anyway, like, Metroid Prime for you know, is coming. Development is progressing on it, of course, but, like, it... It's uh I know I know a lot of people were that was like a big motivator for them to buy a Switch in 2017 and they're still kind of like you know <laughs> waiting. Um but in the meantime of course at E3 2021 um Nintendo was like hey Metroid Prime 4 is still ex- it exists don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Here's, here's something else a little bit for you. And so this 2D Metroid game has been rumored for the last few months pretty heavily. Um, see, I think we've all seen a lot of stuff about a new 2D Metroid this year um, releasing for the fall. And uh, that did come to fruition, of course. So Metroid Dread is going to be the fifth chronological game in the series. And, of course, like I said earlier, will be like the supposed end of the series um, timeline. So um, is Samus going to die in this one? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she'll finally realize that, you know, the galaxy is at peace. The real Metroid was the friends we made along <laughs> the hope, way. I hope it ends with her just buying like no, a No, no, the friends we made along the way it. were the real Metroids. <laughs> it's the other way around. Our friends are all Metroids. Everyone's a Metroid. Uh, yeah. So, um, one, one thing that I'm curious about is, 
calling this the fifth in the series um, chronologically, I, I wonder if they're either discounting one of the other non-primes or if they're just saying that this is number five in the 2D. No, it, they said I was reading about that. They 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 refer to it as the main, like the two D games are the main series. Like all of the Prime games are considered spinoffs. Okay, well, them. specifically, what I was wondering about is, does this mean Other M isn't canon anymore? I think so. Honestly, I genuinely think. safe to say. I think they're just counting uh, one, two, Super Fusion, and then now this will be the fifth. Yeah. And the yes, that's I believe what they were. Yeah, because because yeah. yeah, Other M is is amazing in that it retroactively makes Fusion worse. Because they're... Oh, wow. Well, no, no, no. That's impressive. Well, and, and yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, and it's all story stuff. It's not mm-hmm. like... Yeah. There's there's stuff that <laughs> Samus learns and, and realizes in, in Fusion that she already learned in Other M chronologically. Yeah, I think they've uh, yeeted that one out of existence. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm yeah, believing. They, <laughs> so... One thing that's nice that I hadn't seen is that um, Polygon had an interview with... Um, uh, Sakamoto uh, after the reveal of Metroid Dread at E3 this week and he said that besides Metroid Prime 4 they already have another Metroid game in, develop- or in development at Nintendo so there's this series is going to be hitting hard in the next few years. Well that's good. Finally some good food. <laughs> Finally we eat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Metroidvanias. So this whole, it's a pretty large subgenre of, of games and of course gave birth to some of our, uh, some of the big games the last few years, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, Hollow Knight, no, notably. Um, but, um, yeah, like w- what about these games like works for you? Cause Josh, I know that this is probably your favorite genre of my games and it's probably my least favorite. <laughs> So I would I would love for you to sort of defend it to me. <laughs> It'll be a very lukewarm defense, but um, I guess for me, a lot of the uh, the the pros of the genre rely on its exploration and just the the satisfaction, the best ones at least, the satisfaction of learning new abilities or finding new things that enable access to other parts of the world you haven't been able to explore yet, and just like getting. In Symphony of the Night, getting a double jump like two hours in, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can go back to this place I couldn't access earlier. This is awesome. And just, yeah. it's just like a drip feed of like good brain chemicals when you're like, oh my God, I can do so much more now that I've learned these new abilities. And mostly for Castlevania, especially like the, the Igarashi ones that are the Metroidvania formula, um, I really just like the atmosphere of those two. Just like a big, moody castle that just. Really, it really all just kind of comes together for me. But uh, it's the exploration is definitely the the biggest perk for me. I know backtracking can be kind of a pain for a lot of people, and in some of the lesser good Metroidvanias, you can really tell the like, oh, I don't, I don't want to backtrack in this. But yeah. um, movement is also like, if your movement is not good in these games, it's just not going to feel great to play. Yeah, no, right. Which I mean, as much as as much as I uh, decry and don't love Hollow Knight, like the movement in that game is amazing. Yeah, like, and that yeah. one's also an outlier because it's like thirty five hours long, and a lot of the best yes, Metroidvanias are very tightly condensed to be like anywhere from like five to fifteen hours. Like I think Bloodstained, people were kind of wary of that because they were saying, "Oh, it's like fifteen hours," and like I was sitting there thinking, "Oh, that's awesome." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Hol- okay. Hollow Knight is is a weird in that it's a Souls like Vania. 
Yeah, yeah it, it incorporates like it, a lot. It and Momodora and Sultan Sanctuary are a, like a subgenre even then. But even those... It's sub subgenre. Oh, yes. Sub subgenre. We've got those. Um, but no, yeah, it's exploration. It's it's the atmosphere. It's just especially combat movement. Because um, mm-hmm. you can you can do it in either hack and slash or run and gun. Um and you can do it. You can do it with everything. Like two two great um, Metroidvania games that I played recently by the same exact studio. One of them is based on um, the the Toho series of games. Yes, Team Ladybug. And, yeah, Team Ladybug. <laughs> and the other one that they did recently is based off of uh, Record of Lodos War, the 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 D and D anime. Yeah, I finished um, that one recently. Yeah, it's. And the thing so is, yeah, they're so good. They're both so gorgeous. They look and play completely differently, but they're both so quintessentially Metroidvanias. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice. They so yeah. uh, re- they both scratch. So, Reed, what's your favorite Metroidvania? God, really, none of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's understandable. No, I, it's, yeah. it's a genre that, like, I admire it from a distance. I really like watching people play them. Like I said, I love watching speedrunners play them. Um, yeah. something really satisfying yeah. about someone who has to um, know, you know, the game inside out that much that they they know what power ups to get, they know what paths to take, and they have to form the optimal paths. Um, I I love watching them. Uh, to play them, I don't. I've just I've never really been hooked. Um, I'd love to one day. <laughs> Maybe it's like <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I have to say, like, I've never wanted to like a game I disliked more than with Hollow Knight. Yeah, yes. I, I, I remember your exploits in that. <laughs> no, that that is fair. Hollow Knight has such a great mood and and music and everything. Yeah, the art and music is gorgeous, and I love the world and the characters. The goddamn teeth from <laughs> I had a, I had a couple false way. starts. Yeah. Why is it so mean? <laughs> it's really um, mean. It's very mean. So it um, wants you to hate yeah. it so that you kill it. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to kind of round this out with like uh, talking about like why do you think it is that these games do not sell very well? Because we are at about 17 million sales across nearly that many games over 35 years. Almost all of them are wildly critically acclaimed. Why is nobody buying them? Yeah, actually, that is a good question, especially like. Yeah. Because Metroid is like a staple series for Nintendo, yet yeah. I think I remember reading an article a few months ago that like New Horizons outsold the entire Metroid franchise, <laughs> and it's just like right. Well, it's it's actually done almost twice. It's actually now it's done twice oh as many God. sales Two as Metroid the entire Metroid franchise. <laughs> I guess it's because um, I mean, speaking as the baby of the podcast, um, like there were just was so so such little Metroid content that like to someone definitely younger than me it's just not you're not really gonna see it as one of the big nintendo series i know for a fact my sister who was born in 2008 isn't gonna see that like it's not gonna be a series to follow it's not gonna be like oh this series is a safe bet because you know i've heard all the other ones are great yeah it doesn't quite get its hooks in you like yeah. mario or like you see mario yeah. or Link, and you're like, oh i know those games yeah the fire emblem is interesting and in that it only recently exploded it yeah. was yeah, very it, modest yeah. numbers up until Awakening. Because mm-hmm. Awakening like, was their, like, that was their, you know, Hail Mary swan song. And then yeah. the series exploded. 
I think it needs right. its own like awakening because like I start I was one of those people that started on Fire Emblem Awakening and then backtracked through the series and really liked it. Maybe it's like that's what Metroid needs. It needs its Metroid Awakening. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It needs it needs it, it needs its sort of like reintroduction to like a generation of gamers who like yeah, let, let, yeah. let's get growing up with it. You know what? I, let's, let's just get Samus Haran's daughter from the future coming back to save her from <laughs> the space pirate threat. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't hate it. I'd um, it. <laughs> I, I'm hoping Metroid Prime 4 does that. I think Dread looks more like a, hey, we've polished off our old our, our old formula. Check this yeah. out. We added some new, yeah. new new bells and whistles. Maybe the like, install base I'm of ho- the Switch will help bolster it a bit. It will. Yeah. Like I, 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 I very much anticipate Metroid Dread selling five, six million yeah. units easily. Like uh, just because it's like the Switch, you know. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, are there enough ghosts in these games? There's actually a the lot Metroid's of ghosts. ghosts? No, the Metroids really, aren't ghosts, are. but uh, Fantoon, um, technically Nightmare, um, let's see, there's not so much ghosts, but there's like uh, um, uh, leftover like uh, berserk robots from a dying uh, species, you know, that are, mm-hmm. that are hunting you. There, there's uh, zombies and aliens. Oh, love zombies. Yeah. Okay. Nice. We'll we'll say yes. Nice. Good work, <laughs> Nintendo. Um, I'm I'm actually I'll go ahead and say this. Like the highest right now, the highest selling Metroid game was Metroid Prime One with 1.5 million sales. I think Dread's gonna outdo that on launch day. Oh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. <laughs> um, people are pretty hyped for this. I've seen so many like hundreds and thousands of people getting excited on. All the social media is about like I've never played a Metroid and this like this looks cool like a first party Nintendo game like that's that and like alongside Pokemon of course that's like one of their big things yeah. like um so for this year so yeah all right well let's uh let's head out and let's all jump in our our ship and we'll let's blast over to uh, Dungeon Busters to close us out so we are on is the planet exploding the eighth- behind us yes okay good it wouldn't feel like a Metroid if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm really uh, sorry to do this. I don't think I can do this bit. <laughs> sorry, my. F- sorry. I, I really don't think I can stay for the next segment. My my like family's been wanting to start dinner for like 15 minutes. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. Um, I'll we'll release you and say that you died on the planet. Yeah, I'm us. cool with that. Yeah. No, you want to do your own spinoff games. It's okay. You're you're in Kid Icarus now. That's canon. Hey, nice. <laughs> hey, all right. Okay, bye, Ray. Bye. Have fun. <laughs> um. Okay, well, you guys are gonna have to. You guys are, are down a man for for our journey oh, through this no. dungeon. But All right. yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, it's okay. So what I'm gonna do? I brought oh back God. up. <laughs> okay, great. I don't like I don't like that. Um, oh, he's harmless. All right, so what we're gonna be doing is I have a deck of cards uh, here from Super Fight of you know game characters or, or popular fiction characters and. Uh, we're going to be taking them with their own suite of special powers, and you guys are going to help them get through this dungeon. We are on the eighth basement floor here, um, so we're making steady progress. Uh, let's check it out. So, I'm going to draw a card for each of you. So, um, Tim, you are first. All right. You are going to be L from Death Note. Okay. That's a good pull. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh, you're going to be. Oh, this is not 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 shuffled enough. <laughs> Let me reshuffle. Oh, wow. This is appropriate. Um, a predator. Not that kind, it says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just say that you're, like, the predator. 
I don't know if that's better. <laughs> Is he Predator 1, Predator, Predator 2, Predator, Predator's Predator, Alien versus Predator, Predator? Is he a Predalien? What kind of Predator? Is it... Whichever one Arnold was in. Okay, that one's cool. Okay. Right, that's, that's good. That one, that's, a, that's the one. Okay. All right. So each of you are going to have special powers, which I'm going to draw too. So, Tim, you have two powers, and you're, and these might be positive or negative traits. All righty. Um, let's see here. You are... Oh, these are the ones. Let me start from the other side of the deck here. Um, you are driving the Batmobile. Okay. And uh, you are leading a troop of Urukai. Yeah, no, I'll do that. Okay, that sounds like very powerful. I don't know. If, yeah, I mean, Josh, you're gonna be able to. I, I have the Batmobile and also those orcs. Okay, uh, Josh, you have a uh, armed with a giant scissor blade. Ooh. And you are the son of Satan. Okay, okay, okay. That's not bad. <laughs> you guys got a good pull. I think the, our last group was a bunch of kindergartners. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's shuffle this a little bit. All right, first room. There's going to be three rooms here, and we'll, we'll end with a boss fight. Uh, solving a Rubik's Cube is the only way to escape this room alive. I'm, I'm Al. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give you that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, it's a blank card. Bullshit, bullshit card. Um, this is a supernaturally cold room guarded by ice demons. Well, being the son of Satan, I could probably use fire. Ooh, you're kind of like, you're kind of like nobility. Yeah. Though, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's two rooms we've no-sold. <laughs> demons move out of the way. Great. <laughs> this is a, this is a pretty easy yeah. one. You didn't need to use any of your powers yet. Um, <laughs> And then this one is a giant sewer pipe guarded by the basilisk. Um, hmm. Because it's a sewer pipe, I'm going to say this is like the Harry Potter basilisk. Oh, nice. Okay. Thing. So uh, I know predators can like cloak themselves. Could probably just sneak past them. Yeah, you've actually got uh, thermal vision now too. It can, now it can it can smell you. Oh, though, that's remember. true. They probably but smell you can real see bad. it without having to look at it. So you can you that's... can uh, you can stab it in in an even fight. Oh, and that's true. Hordes of. Uh, also, I probably got a bat repellent uh, bat spray. You just drive the Batmobile right into his face. You th- yeah, you have a you have a repellent specifically for this. Have you not seen the Batman movie, Nirav? <laughs> he is always prepared. He's like Inspector he Gadget. Prepared. He's got yeah. something for everything. Um, and then what was the other power? You have a chainsaw hand, oh, right? Or, or scissor somebody. blade? What is it? You have yeah. a blade, yeah. scissor blade hand. So you could probably just behead um, him. I think that you're having like the ability to see him without looking at him from the thermal vision is is uh, is good enough. Yeah. That's that's a good sell for me. Um, and then uh, I guess Tim, you're driving the Batmobile. Have you used your orcs for anything? No, not yet. I'm saving they're them just, for boss fight. They're just vibing. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're just vibing. All right. Or they're they're ghost riding the whip with along the Batmobile <laughs> with me. All right. That's very good. Here's the boss fight. Um, oh no, you guys are fucked. <laughs> It's Kirby. Oh. Oh, yeah, I give up. Nope, <laughs> nope. I, no, no, I, no, I have sweets on me. I offer him a sweet. That's a. That's Ooh. actually. Yeah, that's genius. That's pretty that's genius. That's the way to actually. do it. I think. He's been satiated. I think he, I think he likes it. I mean, he's not. He, Kirby, let's, Kirby's never satiated, but he will let you pass. Yeah. He, 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 he's he might even join right. us. Yeah. I like that you guys got the pacifist ending, too. I didn't think you Woo, would. Hey. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's let's close out. So thank you guys for for joining us. Um, 
So, um, yeah, let's roll around. Uh, Tim, do you have any cool things you're working on you want to shout out? Uh, nothing particular at the moment. I've got a couple of reviews coming out. Maybe if, if things uh, calm down, I might get back to doing some video editing. Um, life has been hectic, what with the buying and selling of houses. Yes. Oh, congrats on your new home. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Um, cool. Um, I guess that's a good thing to plug is new house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Josh, do you have a new house? Uh, no, not yet, but <laughs> one day. Yeah. All right. One day What'd when this market on? is not oh. so crazy. Yeah, for real. Uh, mostly just uh, I write on my website, josh.zone. Um, I haven't written anything in a while because, as Tim said, life is absolutely hectic right now. But I'm working on some other secret things in the background that hopefully come to fruition. So Nice. Okay. Yeah, make sure to check out Josh.Zone. Maybe the best URL I've heard in a while. I fought for that one. $7 a year. Um, Okay, great. So, um, yeah, and I'm currently doing some uh, neat things. I'm Oh, I just gotten a review. I'll I'll be doing it for TechRaptor, but I did get a review code for uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, which I'm extremely excited for. Let us know how it traumatizes Um, you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, like not be seen for the next four days and like it's gonna turn out it's because like i like shipped myself to siberia in a crate like, <laughs> Again? oh i thought that was to avoid it <laughs> yeah take- no 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 it's like i'm that that's well that's me getting mostly into the game and then like leaving to avoid the end because ah. like oh yeah yeah i'm yeah. scared but take plenty of breaks um, take care of yourself all that good stuff yeah make sure to play it in well, a I'm- uh you know, darkened room with your headphones on. <laughs> I'm going to be playing screen. it with a friend because oh, nice. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I approve. Uh, yeah, I actually played the first one with a friend too. So me and the same friend are going to get together over like Discord and play oh, together. Nice. So that'll be fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So thank you guys again for joining us. Make sure to find us on Twitter at GameBusters Pod. Uh, I am at Gondizi on Twitter. Um, I think J- Josh, you're at Josh Zone on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah you can find us there and uh maybe if you have itunes go give us a good review maybe say hi say hello wow these are so such intelligent people (laughs) they always do full sentences um and uh yeah that's uh about it i think so um if you guys want to what's i i i have to figure out like a new like regular way to end the podcast because like we're not doing sort of a combat situation anymore (laughs) so there's no like winner to end to end us so is there anything like that we can do to like sort of break us out of of the the metroid here um well we can try and leave but there'll be a self-destruct and everything will blow up behind us probably that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world um is there some is there does samus have like a catchphrase we can say uh no Um, unless you count the baby yeah or Would you say the baby? The baby. <laughs> From Mother M, the most common words in that script are the baby. Okay. The baby. The baby. Goodbye. <laughs> or the baby. lady, but that's not from Samus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having us. Yep. Yeah. That was God that was God intervening. <laughs>